Hey guys, I'm Andy. And I'm Ayla. And this is Sinister Dynasty. Um, so, I am doing a very, very old case today from the 1800s, so 1880. Wow. The case happened, so it was very old. Wow. This is the case of Mary Young, and she was born around like the Naseby area. So, I'll get Which into is it. That uh, is in the central Otago. It's west of Omaru. It's nearby, it's close to Dunedin. So, Mary was about 60 years old in 1880. So, she was born in like, yeah, she was born in like 1810s. And so, her husband had died by in 1878 or something. I don't know. So, again, that's probably like the normal lifespan. Uh, so, she was planning to move overseas. And so, she'd cashed up her assets and she had about 300 to 400 pounds. So, she lived by herself at the Kyburn digging. So, that was about 16 kilometers away from Naseby, which we've established as west of what is about as near like Dunedin and Oamaru. Her neighbour, Lee Guy, was the closest neighbour and he would come around in the mornings to get some milk and just have a chat. Around about 7.30am on the 4th of August 1880, so 4th of August, Lee Guy, again the neighbour, found that Mary's front door was smashed in when he went to get some milk. And then he found her on the living room floor pretty beaten up. Cool. So again, there's a there's she's a bad 60. sign. Yeah, she's in her sixties and living her best life. No, she's really not. And what's worse is so there was a large stone next to her head. Oh god! And then there were two smaller stones covered in blood near her feet. Oof. So she was she was alive, and so Lee rushed to get help from her neighbours. So one was called William Parker, and he went to get the police and doctor in Naseby. So, yes, like 16 kilometers away. And they would have been on horses back then, so they would have yeah. been, like, trotting along. Yeah. And so the other two neighbors that Lee got, they came immediately over. So when Lee and the neighbors came back, Mary told them that a Chinese man had done this to her. So one, one of the neighbors asked if an Englishman had done it, and she said no. And then she asked if a Chinese man had done it, and she said yes. So in Naseby and, like, Kyburn, there was lots of, like, mi miners. Yeah, yeah, was, gold, yeah, yeah, it was a gold rush. Yeah, it was yeah. a gold rush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so by the time the doctor and the police arrived around 11.30am because William had got them, there was already 10 plus people at Mary's house looking for clues to do with her attack. So unfortunately Mary passed away around 1.30 that day and it was supposedly 10 hours after the attack. One of Mary's broken ribs had pierced the subclavian vein which caused internal hemorrhage from which the death resulted yeah so around like three or four in the morning so she passed away from her injuries which is very sad especially because yeah she was 60 well in her 60s and got beaten mm. literally to death so yeah so so near mary uh, a silk handkerchief was found and there was also boot prints found in her garden which had a distinctive nail pattern on it so I don't know what that means. I'm guessing just underneath, like, the sole of the yeah. shoe had, like, patterns on it. On the 6th of August, there was an inquest into her death, and it was decided that the person who had killed Mary was Chinese, probably because she told them yes. <laughs> before she died. <laughs> there was a £100 reward that was put up to catch her attacker, and there was also a free pardon for an accomplice that came forward to help with the murder. So yeah. as long as they didn't commit the murder, they, get, they got a pardon from prison. 
Uh, so William, who went to get the doctor and the police, thought that Lee Guy committed the murder. So that was the one that got the milk. Yes. He became friends with him, trying to get information out oh, of him. Yeah. Crafty. And, yeah. He really wanted that money. <laughs> he wanted the hundred pounds. Uh, so, and then on August 10th, he found out that there was a man called Ali, and he was considered a suspicious person. So Ali was a 24-year-old miner and harvest worker, and he was also Chinese. And I think William started focusing on both Ali and mm. Lee Guy. Uh, William found one of the people that worked under Ali and took him to the police station so that Ali could be identified and then arrested. So after Ali was arrested, his boots were given to the local bootmaker to see if they matched the boot prints found in Mary's garden. And dun-dun-dun-dun, they did. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ali's clothes were also examined, and there was some blood found on them, but it was unsure where it came from, and Ali said that he'd killed some sheep a few days before. But they didn't know because the blood was a bit old. story. Yeah, so remember, this is still a few days after like the murder so she was murdered on august 4th and then on august 10th they arrested ali so it was like six days supposedly like the blood was about six days old uh so it was also claimed by the local draper that ali bought the silk handkerchief that was found next to mary's body in early may and there was supposedly a receipt of it or something i don't know i don't know how they kept track of it uh these were the only bits of evidence that linked ali to the murder though so it was just those three bits and so i don't know a handkerchief that he owned yeah and and boot prints that matched and blood so they're yeah pretty good evidence i'd say but you never know so Around about this time, around this time, a businessman in Naseby began telling people that he had murdered Mary, Ooh. and that the police were after him. Uh, but then a doctor examined him and diagnosed him as being out of his mind. <laughs> so, so he was committed. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but um, so he basically, what the doctor was saying was that he went out of his mind because just of how violent Mary's death was, oh, okay. and so he got committed to Seacliff Psychiatric Hospital. At Ali's court hearing, well, and, and Lee Guy's court hearing, because they were both kind of... I don't really know what happened to Lee Guy in this. I kind of focused on Ali, because I couldn't really find my, much information, because it's so old, but that's okay. Um, it was found that Lee Guy and Alexander McHardy were Mary's closest neighbours. So McHardy said that Mary had a dog and often heard it barking, but it didn't bark the night Mary was attacked. So the dog maybe recognised the person, yeah. And the doctor, Thomas Whitten, detailed Mary's injuries as follows. So there's there's a few of them, so... Oh, God. Yeah, lacerated wound over the right eye, which is about half an inch long, and it reached down to the bone. Oof! Yeah, so the upper lid of the rock. Yeah, or stones, yeah. Pretty, pretty awful. Uh, the upper lid of the right eye was completely blackened and so swollen that it could not open. Uh, both ears and the mastoid processes were blackened. I don't know what the mastoid processes are. Maybe like the jaw. No, that's a mandible. I don't know. <laughs> that was that was blackened though. The bridge of the nose was also blackened. And around the mouth and on the chin, there were several scratches as well. So they're mm. thinking from nails or something. There was also blood coming from scratches on her tongue. And she had no teeth because she was a a lot older. So they're thinking that something was forced into her mouth to leave the scratches. Oh, no. There were also four bruise marks found on her throat, the front of her throat. 
and her left collarbone was broken. Oh. Yeah, and there were some ribs broken on her left side, which was found in the post. Um, to be eight, eight ribs were broken, and they were piercing into the pleura, pleural cavity. Yeah, and over the process of the right arm, <laughs> I think it's the lower, the lower forearm. Uh, on the outer side was an abraded wound showing the distinct marks of some teeth. And both it's personal. It is very personal. Especially it's something stuffed in her mouth. I couldn't get past that. That was a bit crazy. Uh, both of her both of Mary's hands were covered with dried blood and on the back of both of those hands were marks of bruises and it was also a non sexual crime. The the doctor said that he examined and there didn't seem to be anything. Non-sexual crime and very violent crime. Uh, so that's excessive. Like what? Well, all of angry. that. Angry. Angry. Oh, yeah, it's excessive. anger. It's full-blown anger. Just taking it out on this little old lady. I'm assuming she's old. Literally no teeth. Like they 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 seem like the sweetest people. <laughs> and yeah, just. So William Parker said that when Ali was arrested and asked if he knew Lee Guy, he denied this. And he also said he'd be, he hadn't been living in Kyburn for that long either. So he denied working with Lee Guy and he hadn't lived there for that long. He also denied knowing Mary. And when his boots were handed over, Ali said they were broken. And so also when the body, so not when the body, when Mary was found and she said she agreed that it was a Chinese person. One of the neighbours told Lee Guy and Lee Guy started freaking out and started crying and said that the Chinese men would kill him. Okay. Interesting. Who is that? So Ali then admitted that he was in the house at the time of the murder <gasps> but claimed that the assailant was Lee Guy. Guy's motivation was the 300 to 400 pounds that Mary was thought to have because she cashed in her assets. And then... Ali was only there because Lee Guy had asked him to come with him to her house and he didn't know that Lee was going to kill her. And then he ended up retracting all this statement and just saying it was fabricated. So I don't know what. Wow, he's got a real hustler for that money, isn't he? True. I didn't think of that because he's got, he wanted that £100. Oh, he wanted the free pardon, I guess, maybe too. And the £100. And the £100, yeah. True. So, oh, very True. So screw William Parker, Ali's getting that money. <laughs> so Lee Guy also spoke at the hearing and said that he was a gold miner who lived in the middle Kyburn and would go round to Mary's regularly for milk in the morning, which was established, and that was why he was the first to find Mary. Uh, so on the Saturday 28th of August, there was there was lots of other little bits of pieces like in the court hearing. Uh, but anyway, so on the Saturday the 28th of August... Ali was convicted with aiding and abetting Lee Guy in murdering Mrs. Young on August 4th. So he was, um, so yeah, Lee Guy and Mary, Lee Guy and Ali went to prison. But, yes, but focusing on Ali though, he was actually sentenced to death by hanging. And fun fact, not really fun, (laughs) not really a fun fact, but he was just, Ali was just one of four men subjected to the death penalty in Otago and the last was hung in 1898. So adding more to this fun fact, the other three that had been hung, hanged, were more likely to have committed the crimes for which they were charged and Ali, like, he didn't really... 
fit the bill. He didn't really fit, really. And again, I suppose it was Lee Guy as well. Lee Guy. He was acquitted of the murder. He, uh, Ali oh, got the, yeah, Ali got the fall for it. So after Ali was convicted, a bootmaker said that the nail pattern on the bottom of his shoes were distinctive, but they weren't unique. So yes. the boots are actually quite common at the time after Ali was charged, but the bootmaker was not called to be a witness. Mm. So a little bit of racism, I think, as well, or just police just assuming they no, right in this case. hundred percent racism. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say before. Is there's a, definitely a little bit of racism. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. <laughs> so and remember at the time, so there was like the ten plus people at Mary's house that yep. were there. One of them could have easily left the boot prints. Yes. in the garden as well because when the doctor and the police got there there were already the people inside the house so mm-hmm. yeah one of them could have easily left it uh so in regards to the blood again like ali said like it could have easily been a sheep a sheep's blood yeah. because they had no way of testing it because it was literally if, if he had yeah well it was 1800s uh so and the handkerchief was said to have been bought by ali in may by the draper guy but his harvest worker so the guy that brought him into police to be arrested Ali's be arrested he said that Ali had dropped this during the harvest in March March April so he dropped the handkerchief before he bought it I mean he could have bought another one I guess but Mm. so yeah the timing's a little bit off for that so on top of this all Ali's defense lawyer offered no evidence whatsoever so it's kind of what oh well they won't hear your case for a bit but so they wouldn't let our lead speak up in his defence or something. They wouldn't offer anything. That's most probably racism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. And also, oh, and also, adding to that, Ali's interpreter spoke a different Chinese dialect. So, <laughs> I mean, I suppose maybe they thought they all spoke the same, but then that's also racism. racism. <laughs> a lot of racism involved in this case. So, despite an appeal being lodged by a Dunedin law firm, Ali was sentenced to death by hanging, which we spoke about, which was carried out at 8 a.m. on the 5th of November 1880 at the Dunedin Jail Gallow. Uh, he was said to have shown great courage throughout his hearing and execution, and the whole time he denied killing Mary. You know what? Because he didn't do it. We could hear like the water dripping. Sorry, guys, it's just the gutter dripping. We're raining. <laughs> it is it's raining. We're raining. So, surprise, surprise. <laughs> That's a lot of rain. Sorry, Chris. So, also, the businessman who said he had murdered Mary, he was discharged from Seacliff after a week, but then he continued to say he murdered Mary, and so he was sent back okay. to the psychiatric oh, hospital. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I found on another, like, um, uh, another source that the businessman was actually on the juror panel but oh. I don't know how true that is or not it could have mm. been you never know again I couldn't find much information there's, but, no, okay. there's not much to fact check against yeah there really isn't so that's, that's cool uh, so something about Mary so she was an old and much esteemed resident and was about 60 years of age and she lived by herself yeah. around Tyburn and so when when she was found they couldn't like only a watch and chain were taken so the money was still with her yeah there was a number of chinese miners living in the vicinity as well so if 
it was a Chinese man that did this to her. It could have been any number of people other than Ah Lee. Yeah. Uh, and again, touching base on the fact that Lee Guy said the China man, China men would kill him when he found out that it was that the neighbour had told him that a Chinese man had killed Mary. So I don't know what that was about. That was really strange. So yes. maybe, yeah, but so he. That's kind of my logic. Like, had the dog didn't bark, he Lee Guy went to get milk every morning from her, so the dog would have known him. Um. But yeah, so that was the case with lots of racism yeah. in it. Not nice. Not nice. Well, also a murder case. So With no the, real motive either. Like, they didn't take the money. Yeah, they didn't take the money. They only took a watch and chain. <laughs> but anyway, we'll leave you to think about that. And uh, But I'm Andy. And I'm Ayla. And that was Sinister Dynasty. Dynasty.